Oh, the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for what you're doing in here. We value the moving of your spirit. We value the voice of God. We value everything that you say and do. We value victory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God is good. Everybody okay? Anybody getting anything? <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm glad I came. I say it, I say it probably a lot, or it seems like to me a lot, but the atmosphere in here when we worship God is just really nice. If you could, you know, if you could bottle it up and take it with you, you could, you know, take a breathe <laughs> on other days. Keep a little bit in your car. Keep a little bit in your house. Or maybe if God were like everywhere, maybe that'd be okay. Maybe we could enter in on our own. Amen. Let me just say a couple things and we'll see how much utterance the Lord gives me. You know, I don't prepare, you know, official, well thought out messages in times like these, just, kind of just endeavoring to flow. And so uh, if you have your Bible, let's look at, a, uh, let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, a well-known verse. If you've, been a, if you've been a believer for more than a minute, you probably know this one. If not, you'll get caught up right now. You'll start knowing it. Ephesians 2 and verse 8, for by grace have you been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. How do you get saved? Well, two things necessary, grace and faith. Grace would be God's part. Faith would be our part, right? You're not saved by grace alone because then everybody would be saved. You're not saved by faith alone because you have to have something to believe. God has to give something in order for us to receive it. We're not just grabbing it out of thin air, you know, with our own individual faith. We have to believe in something. So God is the grace giver. We are, we, I mean, we get our faith from his word. I understand that. It all originates with God, but still we get our faith from him. We lay hold of God's grace by faith, right? And the greatest miracle in all of our existence happens instantaneously when you do that. It's called the new birth. You get saved. You get born again in an instant, in a moment. So you do it by grace through faith, God's part, and then our part makes this go boom, right? Now, now look over at Colossians. So just a couple houses down to Colossians 2. And verse 6, I think Pastor Doug may have used this recently. Colossians 2, verse 6. As you therefore received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. As you have received him, so, so walk in him. Okay, well, how did we receive him? According to Ephesians 2 and verse 8, God 
graced. God provided the grace. We provided the faith. And it met together and we got saved. How did, how did we receive him? By grace through faith. So if you're supposed to walk the same way you received him, how are we supposed to walk? By grace through faith. In other words, the, the continuation of our lives, continuation of our spiritual journey, our walk with God is a grace and faith activity, right? Need both, not one or the other, need both continually. God does something, we do something, yeah? God's side, our side, all right? Now, uh, now to go to another one, okay? Uh, uh, Psalm 23, Psalm 23. If, you're, if you've been around a long time, it's Psalms. If you're new, it's Psalms. <laughs> and maybe it's just Palms. I don't know. I don't know why the, F, why the S gets priority over the P. <laughs> they battled it out. We're Psalms. We're not Palms. Psalm 23, and and verse 3 reads, He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me. Where does he lead me? In paths of righteousness. This is David writing, saying, the Lord is my shepherd. We would also say, according to the new covenant, John chapter 10, to other places, that the Lord is our shepherd, right? And so one of the things a shepherd does is lead the sheep. The Lord, David was saying here by inspiration of the Lord, he leads me in paths of righteousness, okay? What is a, what is a righteous path? Well, it's the right path. You could say it that way. It's not the wrong path, it's the right path. It's not wrongness, it's righteousness, right? Just like when you get saved, you're made the righteousness of God in Christ, so you're right with God. You're not wrong with God anymore because he didn't make you wrongness, you were wrongness, right? You received Jesus and he made you righteous. When he leads us, he doesn't lead us in the wrong direction. He leads us in the right direction. This is good news, okay? He will always lead us to do the right things, to go the right direction. He will lead us to the right destination, right? He will lead us to do right things. Yeah, amen. And so because of this, Um, And knowing, so there's a little bit of logic to what I'm endeavoring to communicate here. Knowing that there is the God side, there's our side, grace and faith. If he leads us in uh, down paths of righteousness, that's his grace doing that. Because he sees all, he has the bird's eye view, right? He sees all the paths, sees everywhere we should go. And if we start going this direction, and, and, but in the meantime, we're saying, Lord, you're my shepherd, he's going to say, left, go left, go left. Stop, 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 stop. Go right, go right, go right. Yeah? 
And sometimes life is kind of like that. I mean, think if you were to cross a minefield. Live mines. I mean, who, who would volunteer? I mean, I'm not volunteering for that. But what if someone had a, you know, a, a tablet, uh, had a GPS, one on you, and they had the location of all the mines, and, and they gave you a headset and said, I'll, t- I'll tell you where to go. I mean, obviously, you trust this person, and yeah. <laughs> but they'll say, I will guide you through. Could you make it through the minefield? Yeah, they just say, you know, walk, go about 10 steps. Okay, stop right there. Take a sharp, hard right, turn over here. And you could get through the minefield with a little bit of help. Life is kind of like that. And many times people are not looking to that guide and they're just gonna, they're just gonna risk it. And this is dangerous, a dangerous life to not have a guide. Yeah, we need a guide on the inside and he is the Holy Spirit. What does he do? He leads us in paths. He doesn't lead us to go the wrong way. He leads us to go the right way. All right, now, again, why am I saying this? Say, well, if that's true, it's just true. So he leads us all in the right way. Slow down. By grace, are you saved? Because you believe. Not everybody gets saved because not everybody receives what God does. Not everybody ends up on the right path because not everybody is looking. Not everybody's listening. Not everybody, watch, is exercising faith in the guide. Not everybody is saying, Lord, I believe that you are leading me today down righteous paths. I'm gonna go the right way. I'm gonna make right decisions. I'm gonna conduct myself in a way that's, it's just the right way to live. We need to exercise faith in this. Faith in his guidance. Faith that he will lead us the right direction. Amen. Amen. Come on, say, say this with me. Uh, say, Lord, Lord I, believe I believe that you are leading me, leading me down righteous paths. righteous paths. I go the right way the right at the right time. I do the right things for you're leading me. Amen. Amen. He'll lead us what to do, who to meet, who to spend time with, who to avoid, yeah. where to spend money, where to not, what to buy, what to avoid. Yeah. In some situations, which roads to avoid. <laughs> yeah. But in the big picture, he'll guide you. See, sometimes people live with a, a constant concern about their future, a little bit of fear a little bit of anxiety. And so they, they walk very timidly, like they're walking through a minefield and don't really know, am I, about to, am I about to wreck my life? Am I about to make some major mistakes here? What do they need? Well, they're either, they either just need to not do anything, <laughs> which is not generally a good idea to do that very long, but they need to get in faith. Faith for what? For salvation? No, no, no. Faith for right steps. That he will guide their steps. You and I should all have faith for our future. Yeah, trust God for the day and for his promises and everything you need right now. Faith for the future. What am I going to do next year? You're going to believe God. 
yeah, but I don't know what to do. My job is ending or something. Or this is going to happen. I have this uncertain future. Okay, welcome to the human race. We don't all see it all and know it all. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to believe God. To do what? You're going to trust him to guide you. What, what, so what am I going to do in a year? You're going to be in the exact right place at the right time, and God will provide for you, and he'll speak to you and cause opportunities to come available to you. You're going to be in the, everything's going to work out. In fact, you might as well not even worry about it. Why? Because it's all going to work out. Are you listening to me? It's every, everything's going to be Okay. I don't even know what to do tomorrow. Well, you're going to. You're going to know tomorrow then. Why? Or in the middle of the night, you'll wake up and know. You ever, anybody ever wake up in the middle of the night and, and figure out what to do? Or it's, I say figure out. I don't know. Maybe you figure it out. Maybe it was God who helped you figure it out. Amen. One, one time I was praying not too long ago, and I'm praying about stuff for me. And, 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 and really, it's the church because that's my calling. So that's stuff that concerns me. So a lot of my prayers are for the church and uh, so forth, God's plan. But in the middle of it, I, I start thinking of, you know, some other people come up in my heart, meaning none of you. <laughs> people that don't influence me directly. I don't have necessarily skin in the game with their life, but they come to me. I think, well, yeah, let me pray for them. And, uh, and I, you know, we all should yield to praying for others, by the way, even if you're not finished with you. <laughs> and I started praying for them, and I thought, okay, good. You know, I prayed a good couple minutes at least, good strong praying for them. Then went back to me, <laughs> my projects my stuff. And it seemed the Lord stirred this up in, inside of me in connection to this, that I shouldn't be so uh, focused on thinking I have to spend a bunch of time praying about the things that I was concerned about. Uh, and I should spend more time, at least in that moment, more time praying for these others that he had put on my heart to pray for. Even if I prayed my whole time that I had available in prayer right there, if I spent it all on somebody else, that would be the right thing to do. And he also reminded me of this, that, that I can give you your answers and the things you need very fast. And I thought, well, that's totally true because I have been there. <laughs> when all of a sudden, when instantaneously, I get a bunch. God is able to do that with you. So, you know, sometimes people ask, ask me, Pastor, how long does it take you, some of the Bible college students and so forth, how long does it take you to prepare a message? Well, it's kind of hard to answer, you know, 30 years? <laughs> In one sense, because it's, it's the accumulation of, uh, of, of things. But in another sense, I say, well, sometimes I'll study for, you know, a couple of hours on this. But then I'll say, well, honestly, sometimes I sit down to prepare, and I get it so fast. It's not always that way, but sometimes it's like, done. <laughs> Tea time? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's just sometimes really amazing. I'm thinking, Lord, I almost feel guilty. I, I didn't like try very hard. 
I'm going to go up there and preach, and it's going to be awesome, but I didn't really spend a whole lot of time getting it. <laughs> it's almost like I have to give him credit now. <laughs> but here's the point. The Lord is able to do that. He's able to do that for you, to go from, I totally don't know what to do, what to, I'm directionless in my life, wandering about aimlessly to, oh, now it's clear. Now I know. At least I have this next step. Sometimes I'm praying, I don't, get the, I don't get the thing that I'm looking for, but I get something that I know will lead me to eventually get that. Yeah? Uh, and so, again, pray for other people when the Lord brings it up to you, even if you have to set your stuff aside completely. You say, well, I came to service tonight and I have a real need in my life. Fine, and, and I'm believing for you to get that, that need met and for you to hear from God. But if in the middle of it, you start putting your attention on something else, you didn't necessarily slow that down at all. You may have sped things up for your own self. You're probably, you probably recall that the, the story of Job, how he, in the book of Job, towards the end, when he prayed for his friends, his friends who harassed him for the whole book, you know, as to why, his, why he had so many problems. When he prayed for them, then his situation was turned around. So, again, the Lord will lead us. He'll guide us in the right direction. And if we seek him, we will find him. That is just so. That's, that's something just to be in faith about for your life. Always. What am I going to do in the future? You're going to know. And can I encourage you? Talk that way. Talk that way to yourself. You already talk to yourself anyway, don't you? Whether you do it out loud or up here, everyone's telling themselves something. <laughs> Tell yourself, oh, it's good. life is, is good because I'm, I'm being led. And the Lord will guide me. Yeah. You know, if you're single and want to get married and you don't know who, to, you don't know who that person is, well, just just... Tell yourself and maybe a few others, close friends, the Lord's going to arrange this. I'm having an arranged marriage. <laughs> really? What, what country are you from? <laughs> Heaven. <laughs> Heavenly country. God is arranging this. I don't know who it is, but he's, he's, he's setting me up to succeed. Yeah? He is totally on our side, so he's not like going to lead us down the wrong path. And so agree with him. Be in faith. Well, I might make the wrong decision. No, you won't. Knock that, knock that unbelief out of your heart and then out of your mouth. You're not going to make the wrong decision. You're going to make the right decision. You're going to do the right thing. Amen. Will there be opposition? Probably. You're still going to overcome, though. Yeah. What if I, what if I get a bad medical report? Well, then you're going to get healed because we always win. Not some of the time, not half of the time. Amen. Second Corinthians, what, 2.14? Thanks be unto God, who always causes us, am I quoting the wrong, right one? Causes us to triumph in Christ. Amen, always. I like that word. You like that word, always? There's no possibility of failing in there. Say, well, we all have to fail sometimes. Stop it. Who says? That's unbelief 
comes out through our thinking and out of our mouth saying, well, we're all going to lose some of our battles. No, that's not a promise. That's not a word from God. But he always causes us to triumph. That's a word from God. Amen. Say it out loud. Say, I I always always win in Christ. Christ. He is my victory. victory. He causes me me to triumph triumph every time. Yeah, so whenever you think about your, an uncertain future or un, unclear pathway, end your process with, he's leading me in paths of righteousness. He's leading me down the right path. He's leading me to do the right thing. He's guiding my, my, my steps, my life, and I will end up in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Go to Matthew. Let me show you another verse. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 and uh, uh, the Lord's Prayer over here in, uh, in verse 9. Our, you know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Uh, verse 13, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Notice that phrase. Notice that part of, the, uh, of, this, of this prayer. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Do not lead, do not lead us down the wrong path. Lead us down the right path. Do not lead us into trouble. Lead us away from trouble. Right? Now, you might say, well, would God ever lead us into evil? Well, of course not. But again, we're recognizing there's a God side to this, and then there's our side. So when he's teaching them to pray this way, he's getting them involved with God's plan. The Lord doesn't want to lead you into a place where you're going to stumble and fall. He doesn't want you to go down a pathway where there is evil, where there is harm, where where all these things exist. That's why he said, so pray it this way. Pray it this way. Lord, lead me, in essence, in paths of righteousness. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver. you, You could say this, especially if you're dealing with, in this context, the temptation to do wrong or temptation to sin. Well, everybody's tempted to do wrong, right? I want to act like, well, not us. I mean, that's the Sunday people. <laughs> we come to the believers' meetings. We don't sin. No, we're tempted. <laughs> we're, we're tempted like everybody else, right? And so acknowledging that, what's a, what's a good way to pray? Lord, lead me away from that junk. Lead me out of that stuff. I'm trusting you to guide me down the right path so I don't end up making wrong choices and doing stupid things and falling for the same, you know, things I've fallen for in the past. Lead me away from that. Get me away from that stuff. Yeah. Might be, if you're having a certain trouble, might be a good way to start your day. Yeah? Say, Lord, today I'm trusting you to lead me away from that temptation. Lead me out of that. Lead me into a life of victory where I overcome. And what we're doing is we are engaging his grace. 
that's already offered, but we're engaging with it by communicating with him and by getting in faith about it. You know, many times people get in faith and their faith is in the wrong thing. Their faith is in, in their, their pattern, their habit. I've always been this way. I've always done these things. And they can't see themselves ever doing it differently. They don't envision themselves. They don't have a vision of victory, a vision of overcoming, a vision of being better than they have been. And so they kind of live their life with an expectation. They don't really want it to be that way, but they think, I'm always going to struggle in this area. I'm always going to struggle with this temptation. I'm always going to struggle financially. I'm always going to struggle with not really finding my place. I'm always going to struggle with being, you know, alone or being or feeling guilty. I'm always and they 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 entertain those thoughts. It's amazing if you could if you could list it. How many times it would be listed? Anybody ever have to write something on the chalkboard? <laughs> In school growing up, you got or got something wrong or you, you have to write this so many times. And uh, <laughs> I wonder if, 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 if the amount of times we process certain thoughts were all, all went up on the chalkboard, how big that chalkboard would be. <laughs> and if the Lord would say, you know how many times you have, quote, said that to yourself in the last week? Yee. Time to get the eraser out. Amen. I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but when I was in high school, I had this class, and, and I had a certain grade. I don't remember what it was, but on a test or something, and, and it wasn't an A, obviously. Not, I mean, not obviously, but maybe it's obvious <laughs> by what I'm going to say next. And the, the teacher, I don't know if I had to get a certain grade to qualify for some particular activity, but the teacher liked me. <laughs> so she, I just remember her after class said, said, you need to get this. So if you will erase the chalkboard after class, that'll be good enough to get you extra credit. <laughs> I thought, done. <laughs> I thought she just, she just needed some excuse to give me a better grade. Amen. I wish they all liked me that much, but, I, you know. <laughs> but again, are we, are we entertaining these thoughts of can't, I'm, in a, I'm a, unable, I'm going to continue being the way I am, I'm gonna con or are we going to replace those? And it just takes certain promises from God like these, and if you have to intentionally, you have to force feed yourself for a while, but do it. He leads me in paths of righteousness. He leads me to do the right thing. He leads me to go the right direction. He leads me to say the right things. And you make yourself fill up your mental chalkboard with God's thoughts. He leads me in paths like a path of righteousness, or in this case, not into temptation, but delivers me from evil. Not into, but out of, right? He's leading me. Amen. Amen. Say it with me. Say, I'm going to do the right thing. I believe God. I believe his word to me. I'm not concerned about my future. I'm not in fear that I'm going to fail. I believe in God in me. He shows me what to do. 
He guides me. He directs my steps. I'll be, I'll be in the right place at the right time. Amen. Let me show you one more. Got time for one more? Amen. Then maybe we'll sing a song. I was thinking we'd do a song like, oh, I worship you, Lord. But I don't know. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's like victory. <laughs> Amen. Did we start off with the song of victory today? Tonight? What was that first one? Oh, freedom. Yeah. I've got victory. Did we do, already do that one too? It's all over me. I've got victory. By the way, when you're full of faith, you're also full of joy. If you really believe this about your own life, that your future, I mean, God is setting you up to succeed. He is working in you his will. What should that do? Come on. <laughs> it's time to shout. It's time to laugh and run about. <laughs> Where did I tell you to go? Did you pick it up that? The Lord's leading you. Who can get it? What? Philippians. He is so led. That is right. Philippians chapter. What did you say? Oh, you know what? It is three. Did you say three? I was thinking it was two. It's not. See, you're being led. You probably ought to tell me which verse. <laughs> you should have said, Pastor, I think it's the whole chapter. Uh, Philippians 3 and verse 14. And that's not the main verse. I just, that's just the context, okay? 14. Paul writes, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So that's, that's, the, that's the thing he's doing. That's the mentality he has. That's the way he's viewing his life. I am pressing towards something. The goal, the prize, the upward call of God in Christ, that's where I'm heading. Not I'm going down the tube. Not I'm just hanging on to the end. Not I'm just trying to barely make it through life. No, I'm going this out of this thing strong and I keep pressing towards that goal. Okay, verse 15. Therefore, let us... As many as are mature, is that anybody here? Okay. Have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. So he tells us how to think. Think like that. Let that be your goal, let that be your vision. And here's the good part about this. 
If you really are endeavoring to do that, to seek God and his plan, his upward call, his, the prize of, of Christ in your life, and you get off in any way, and you start thinking differently, you've got his word on it, he's going to show it to you. He's going to reveal it to you. So the person who lives in faith that my good shepherd leads me in paths of righteousness. I'm trusting God to lead me not into trouble, but away from it. I'm trusting the Lord to guide me in everything I do. If I start going the wrong direction, my guide is going to say, hold up there, hold up. You get stopped inwardly. You'll start Hmm, I think I'm going the right, I don't know about that. Ah, I was going to go on this trip, but ah, I was going to buy this car, but ah, I, I was going to get involved, I was going to do something over here, ah, and he'll steer you in the right direction. Yeah? So we all have this safety net. We all have this protection built into the plan. What's the protection? That if I am trusting God, if I'm using my faith, believing that he is leading me by his grace to go the right way, and I just make that a habit, that's just my normal way of thinking, rewriting the chalkboard, he's leading me to do the right thing. I'm going to end up in the right place. If I ever start making wrong decisions, which we all possibly may do, we'll get stopped. He's going to let us know. He's going to let us know, and we're going to make the adjustment. So there's no fear then. What if I do the wrong thing? Well, you're not going to, because if you start to do the wrong thing, he's going to let you know. So I don't, if someone says, well, I don't know if I've ever experienced him do that to me before. I don't know, but have you ever been in faith about your future before? That's what I would wonder. Have you ever thought like this? Has this been a normal pattern of thinking or just kind of taking whatever comes your way? Once you get in faith, you are literally intersecting the grace of God that guides. The grace of God that leads you down the righteous path. And because of that, God is actively at work in your life. He is ever present speaking and directing and ordering your steps. So when you get off path or you start to or start heading the wrong direction, here you go. There he is saying, hey, don't go there. Go this way. So none of us need fear, have any fear or be anxious about making wrong decisions in life. Yeah. One sure way to make a whole bunch of wrong decisions in your life is to be afraid that you're going to. Or even we mentioned Job earlier, his, one of his famous statements is the thing that I have greatly feared has come upon me. It's like when you live with great fear about bad things happening or certain mistakes happening, you are empowering those things to manifest in your life. But when you say, I'm, I'm going to stop worrying about the future. I'm going to stop being afraid. I'm going to get in faith about this. Just like I believe God for the forgiveness of my sins and eternal life, I'm going to believe God that next week, next month, next year, next five years, next 10 years, I'm going to be in the right place. I'm going to have God-appointed uh, 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 God connections all over my life. I'm going to have testimony after testimony after story after story of how God led me in, into the right circumstances. Amen. Ha, ha, ha. 
Come on, anybody fired up about your future yet? It's getting, it's getting, getting good, isn't it? Because God's not going to lead you into failure. Yeah, he's not going to lead you to the poorhouse. He's not going to lead you to the hospital. <laughs> he's not going to lead. He's not going to lead you into uh, relational failure. He's not going to really, He's not going to lead you in any of these wrong. He's going to lead you in a righteous path. How you doing today? What's going on in your life? My path is righteous, and the Lord has led me down this pathway. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's all stand.